so if you were with us last week, we started a new mini-series that we're doing. Uh, we're continuing on this week and next week. Uh, so if you've been around for a while, we have a discipleship program that just recently finished up. We have another one starting up in September. Um, but we had nine students that went through, and we asked those students to, uh, to just share testimonies with you guys and let you know what, what God's been doing in their life because there's been some, some pretty incredible breakthroughs that each of them are going through, walking through, still developing in their lives. And we asked them to share that with you. So this is an amazing opportunity for us to be able to watch them step up, but it's also an amazing opportunity for them. So uh, last week, Alec and Alon really just brought great words. This week, we have Braley, Sarah, and Trevor. <coughs> yes. So... Braley, you can start heading up wherever you're at. I don't know where she's at. Yes. Braley's going to start coming up. Yes. We're so excited for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this short. I just want to pray over these guys, and then, uh, and then they're going to jump right into it. So, Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. God, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for just the great workings, the great miracles and testimonies that you're doing in, in each of these guys' lives. Father, we just uh, we pray boldness and strength as they deliver your word. And, uh, and what you've put on their heart, God, and, and uh, we just want to glorify you. So, Father, we just invite you into this place. Holy Spirit, come and, and just dwell in this place. You're going to be just as enjoying uh, this whole moment as, as we are. So, Father, have your way. Jesus, have your way. We love you and praise you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys. Are you all good? Good. Well, I'm super excited to give you a little insight of the journey that God's been taking me on. Uh, you can throw a picture that I have up there. This is actually a real-life photo of me and Jesus, like, when we got to the top of Mount Everest last week. <laughs> no, I like to draw, and I like Jesus, so those things together are really fun for me. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to quick, I'm just going to dive into it. So I'm going to start by telling you a little bit of who I was maybe nine months ago, 10 months ago before the discipleship program. Braley, about a year ago, wasn't too different from who she is now. The only thing that was different was the perspective of truth, the understanding of truth that I had within me. So growing up, I had one ounce of truth. Thank God I had any because that's what got me through. But the one ounce of truth that I knew was that God was good and that he came to bring life and that the enemy came to steal, take, and destroy. So having that one bit of truth, that stood as my platform. It was a really, really strong, sturdy foundation, okay? But it was small because my understanding of the truth was so small. So because of that, I spent most of my life playing this balancing game on this small foundation that I had. And most of my life was focused on dodging the arrows and the darts and the boomerangs that the enemy was throwing at me. I was so focused on circumstances around me that I was scraping my knees and, and getting beaten, battered from tripping over this thing and trying to keep my balance. And like I said, because I had that one bit of truth that God is good, I would be frantically trying to keep my balance going, God is good, God is good, God is good. And then I'd get it together. Things would calm down. I'd go, see, I told myself God was good. And then it would start up again, and I was just living a terribly exhausting life. 
it was a cycle. And so I, I, knew, I knew that something had to change, but I didn't know how I could get to that change. And so I needed God to do a transformation in me. And I knew God so badly. I didn't know at the time. I knew he wanted so badly for me to understand that I had purpose beyond tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And growing up my whole life, I was so wanting, desiring to be authentic, to have character, and to actually have what I didn't even know existed at the time, but a real, raw, authentic relationship and love. And so what I asked God to do was a miracle for me, which was give me a desire to read. I was the girl in high school that used spark notes for everything to get by. So <laughs> I did not like reading. <laughs> and so I said, God, will you put a burning desire and a passion in me for the word? Because Man, you guys, he was giving me visions and, like, audibly speaking to me scripture. And I'm just like, oh, man, God, that's really cool. But, yeah, I don't really feel like digging into the word yet. I'm just kind of, I think it's boring. <laughs> and so he, he put the desire in me. I picked up this right here. And at the time, I didn't, I still didn't want to. But I had to be faithful to God and trust that he was going to do what I asked him to do. And so I looked in there, and I asked Holy Spirit, will you reveal to me and unlock the life that you've been talking about that this book possesses? And man, he did. He gave me revelation after revelation, not just the first time I opened the book, but from there on out. And what it did was it, it revealed to me that there was a garden inside of me that I never knew I had, and it, each scripture was like a key, and he was opening all these areas of my spirit, and he was taking the scripture, and he was taking them like seeds and planting them inside me, and as I let him tend to this garden, he started to nurture it and bring it back to life, and it started to grow and produce fruits in which I was actually able to share and give away, and in that, I was able to see that platform that I was standing on. It started to grow because my truth was growing. And not only was I able to start to move around, but I was able to start dancing and I was able to start enjoying life and enjoying being me. And all those circumstances and distractions that I was focused on before, they were being pushed further out as my platform started to grow. So all this good stuff, I know who I am, right? And, and life is good, and I know life is going to get better. But maintenance, maintenance has to come into play. I want to bring up a story of when I was younger. I would go to my grandparents' house, and I would sit outside, and I'd see my grandpa bring out a giant platter of spoiled leftovers, baked beans and potato salad and curry and whatever else. And he'd go to his little, like, tomato garden and pots of plants, and he'd just, like, plop them on there. And when I asked him, obviously said it was to fertilize the soil and, the, and it was good for the plants. But as a kid, I always avoided that area because it attracted insects. It smelled disgusting. It looked gross. It's not an area I wanted to go to. And I truly believe that when we get to a point where we think we're on a high and we're doing great, like, 
We start to just, we do that to our own selves. Whatever it is that we're tempted to reach out for, maybe we think a person's going to fill us up, money's going to fill us up, whatever it is. Each thing is like a platter, and we take it and we dump it on ourselves. And it builds up, and, <laughs> and these circumstances, not only are they causing us to reach for these things and throw sludge all over our garden, but they're chipping away at the platform that we've spent time maintaining, building, and growing. So we take the sludge, and we try to fill in the cracks, and it's not working, and we're wasting our energy, and we're getting sick, and people are starting to avoid us because we're leaving an odor, People can see when you're not maintaining your spirit. And so it, it, takes, it takes a lot to just crucify your flesh daily. I know people say, guys, just wake up and like surrender yourself. But sometimes it's really hard. But let me tell you, when you do, God is so faithful. And you come out, you come out who you're supposed to be. Life is good. And let me tell you, that platform that we're trying to maintain here, it's not just for us. It needs to grow. It needs to be continually reconstructed because there's other people around you who are struggling and who may not even have a platform to stand on. And so my question would be, as sons and daughters of the king, are you finding life to be a balancing act? And if so, are you going to reach into the toolbox and use the only tool that can fix your problem and more? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Still got three minutes, but Trevor, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Whoa. First time holding the mic. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Trevor, and I was in the discipleship program this past year. And tonight I want to be talking to you guys about identity. But before we do that, I got a video for you guys to watch real quick. Okay, this is Kitty Toby learning how to fly. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so cute. All right, now, now put him down and let him do his other thing. Whoa. All right, yeah. All right, you can cut the video right there if you'd like. That, that's just my cat, Toby. He, he's, got, he's not even a year old, and he's 16 pounds, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's a big cat, but he's got nothing to do with what I want to share with you guys tonight, <laughs> but, but I just wanted to share that I love cats, and <laughs> but... So I wanted to share a little bit of my story with you guys. Sound good? Yeah. All right, you can put up the picture of me and my family. So there's me on in the second from left. I, yeah, that's left. <laughs> but let me ask you guys this. Who's seen the movie Up? 
oh wow that's a lot more hands than I expected <laughs> but um before I go into why I asked you that there the I wanted to speak on identity because there was so many labels put on me throughout high school throughout uh my life and like I was like some of the labels that were put on me were like I'm ADHD, I'm ADD, I'm OCD, PTSD, just a bunch of these labels. And like the reason why I asked you who's seen up is because the major reason was like I was basically like Doug or any of the dogs and go squirrel <laughs> and focus on it for like so long when I'm in a deep conversation with people. And the main reason why I bring up all the labels is not to dwell on the labels that I was labeled as, but was because when I was figuring out that I was labeled these, I, I was feeling like these songs that we sing in worship, like, for example, No Longer Slaves, um, if I, I heard the lyrics go, I'm no longer a slave to fear. But for me, I didn't believe that. And growing up in the church, growing up here at Res for 19 years and counting, 20 in August, um, it was hard for me to believe that because I was told, oh, you just got to believe this, and that's really how it is. But I got to tell you, um, your past really doesn't define you. And... The only identity that really matters is the one that God's given you. And so, like, when the way, one way that, like, over the past year that I've gr grown back in my relationship with God, because I, I would read the Bible, I wouldn't get anything. I'd sing the worship songs, I wouldn't hear anything. I'd pray, nothing would happen, or nothing that I noticed, at least. And um, then I came to Access, which was in July of last year. And where's Melanie? Where, is she? She was the first, Melanie was the first person who introduced herself to me and made me feel welcome at Access. She was the first person who introduced me to this family that I now call my family away from family. But yeah. So going back to when I was struggling with God, I spoke very negative things about myself. I wouldn't believe in myself. I would be like, "Oh, I'm ADHD, so I can't do this." I, I that's how I would define myself which that's not the way anyone should define themselves because you need to remember that you are a child of God. And so, like, no matter what I did, like, or no matter what I do, I'm, I'm God's, and that's all that really matters. And so, again, like I said, I don't... Your past doesn't define your identity. God does. And, like, when I, when I struggled with God, I should have um, just tried harder and 
court in Nahum 1.7, it says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Which, if I only remembered that, <laughs> like, um, when I was going through these rough times. But not to dwell on the negative again, but I want you guys to leave... Um, remembering a few things like in Galatians 3 20, verses 27 and 28 I want you to remember that it says for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile neither slave nor free nor is there male and female but for you are all one in Jesus Christ and so I have two questions I want you to, guys to think about, and those are, where are you finding your identity? And the second is, how can you start living in God's identity for your life today? And so now I'm going to pray for you guys. <laughs> Father God, I thank you that we have the opportunity to come here to access tonight. I thank you that you are the giver of our identity and that you'll show us all who we are in you and that you are the one who loves us and you never forsake us and that you will never leave us because you love us and you just want to have a relationship with us. And I thank you that you'll instill a new identity in all of us. <laughs> And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And, and, and now, Sarah. And now here's Sarah T. everyone. Um, I'm Sarah. I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys tonight. Um, can you throw up the first picture, please? This is, oh, it's kind of small, but this is my dog, Bear, and I just want to share it. Trevor kind of stole my thunder um, with the cat <laughs> video, but I don't have a video, but this is my pride and joy. Her name is Bear, um, and this is actually taken at one of my favorite places. This is a lake about two miles from our house, and we often go on walks and runs um, they're together, and it's just special in my heart. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to dive into it, and I want to talk to you guys tonight a little bit about perseverance. So um, at the beginning of the year, God spoke this word over me, and I've kind of taken this year to stand on it and let him speak to me on it all throughout this year. Um, so just to give you guys a little bit of context of where I'm coming from, um, I grew up a very lukewarm Christian. So I went to church and I was baptized as a young girl, but as I was um, going into high school and like young college year years, um, I was very distant from the Lord. And so it was, you can throw up the next picture now. So it was easy for me in high school I'm number 10, that's my favorite number. Um, it was easy in high school because I found my identity in sports. I played soccer, volleyball, basketball, like it was just easy, that's who I was. 
And um, it didn't hit me until I graduated that I actually had no idea who I was without sports. And I really struggled with my identity through that. Um, so in 2016, this was a couple years after I graduated, um, I moved across the country and back twice, or not twice, once. Um, I moved all over the state and I was just like spinning my wheels trying to figure out who I was and what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and then, praise the Lord, in January of 2018, um, I recommitted my life to Christ. And it's just been amazing ever since. God has literally transformed my life. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, my word for this year is perseverance. And it's funny because when he first spoke this word over me, I was super excited because, like I mentioned, um, I'm, I was an athlete. I'm an, I'm an athlete, and that's what I associate things with. So when I heard perseverance, I immediately pictured, you know, like those posters in weightlifting rooms that are like, you know, those, those really good sports quotes or whatever. That's what I associated with. And I was like, heck yeah, God, like, I love this. Um, and actually in the Bible, the verse that I'm going to share with you guys, um, one of the translations for endurance, or I'm sorry, for perseverance is endurance. And that made me even more excited because I'm a runner. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. And, um, but I quickly realized that I didn't know what that word meant. Um, so I'm going to read the definition of persevere to you guys. It says, um, to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. So <laughs> I realized it wasn't going to be as easy as I had thought it was going to be. Um, you can throw up the verse. Um, this is James 1, 2 through 4, and this is kind of, I want this to be the focal point of my, um, discussion, uh, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I don't know about you guys, but just reading that makes me tired. Like, I, <laughs> I was just, like, overwhelmed, and I was like, come on, God. Like, this has literally been my home screen on my phone for a year because I'm trying to figure it out. And um, so God has been coming alongside of me and really helping me to dissect it and just walk through it with me. Um, and recently, I was on um, the phone with a dear friend of mine, Ashley, and I don't know where she is right now, but um, she, bless her heart, she just carries peace wherever she goes. And it really causes me to slow down and breathe and reflect on things because I can just like bulldoze ahead sometimes. And it's nice to have those friends that are like, hey, come back here for a minute. Um, so she, we were, um, we're actually walking through a very similar situation together and we were talking through it and praying together and she had the thought it's funny because it's weird God is just like blessing us as friends because as we're walking through these trials and these um these seasons whatever you want to call them um he's really brought us down similar paths so we were talking about this one situation and she goes well hey let's reflect on this other thing that we just came out of what did you know what did that look like for you and I was like well I don't know I hadn't thought about that and it took me a second but I you know I sat there and listened to what God had to say but my initial reaction um 
I started feeling through that season, um, I was feeling frustrated and very confused and um, impatient. And I was able to kind of meditate on that. And then God started to show me that it was actually in that period of frustration and confusion and impatient that he was cultivating the character inside of me that was necessary to walk into the blessing in the first place. So um, I am going through a job transition. That's kind of what I'm referring to. And God was showing me that if he would have dropped this blessing, this job into my lap a year ago, not only would I have not been ready for it, but I actually wouldn't have even wanted it a year ago. And now as I can look back and see, it was about a year of this like uncomfortable transition. Um, I, I'm just so, I'm, I can see the work that he did in that season and I can walk into this new chapter fully equipped and I'm so excited for it. So it's just amazing what God can do with a willing heart and so beautiful. Um, so going back to scripture, we count it all joy in those trials because in order to be mature and complete, we must walk through things in our life so that God can de develop that character inside of us. I'm sorry, I stumbled. <laughs> um, and I was actually reading my Bible this morning, and in the notes uh, of the chapter I was in, I have this women's study Bible, so it's really nice. Like on the side, there's like, no, I'm not pointing at my Bible, but um, <laughs> there's like notes that go along with the verses to t help you understand it, because I get confused when I read my, read my Bible sometimes. Um, but it said... Uh, God does not seek to lure his children into doing evil, but he allows testing to strengthen character and nurture commitment. And I just thought that was cool because I was sharing tonight and it went right along with it. Um, so I just want to leave you guys with a couple of questions to challenge yourselves. Um, you can throw up. Thank you. Um, and I know it can sound kind of typical or cliche um, when I refer to a waiting season, but... I honestly think we're all waiting for something. Um, it can be anything from a car or a new job or even Jesus's return. And we're, the truth of the matter is we're not going to be whole and complete until that happens. Um, so until then, life is full of waiting. So um, I want to offer a potential perspective shift for you guys to take to God. And instead of in this season of waiting for this blessing or whatever it is you're waiting for, instead of asking him when or how, um, instead you can ask him what he's trying to do in you through this. Um, or you can ask him what character attribute are you trying to highlight in me and strengthen through this. Um, and it just allows you, or actually allows God to come in beside you and shift your perspective on your situation. And it can really help you to be still in the midst of everything happen. It's really helped me, at least. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Michelle's going to come up and close us out. So. Didn't they do awesome? <laughs> so... I kind of got this picture of like awful speech class, you know, and you're like up there and you're really nervous and you really don't want to do it. They did awesome. So good job, guys. You guys are not, you're kind of intimidating a little bit. So they did awesome.